Episode 31, SaaS is a marathon, not a sprint. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode from Aaron Weike of Leadferno and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron. And I'm Darren. And if SaaS was a sprint, I would just already be collapsed at the finish line and I probably wouldn't have finished first in my heat anyway, Darren. Just Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> COVID <laughs> has taken its toll on my uh, physical well-being. I need I need to like keep working on getting that back under control. So, yeah. How have you been? Oh, I've been so busy. I've been, yes, you have. <laughs> it's the last few days have been nice because I'm like, ah, oh, just have so much free time now. Um, but the summit, yeah. So we put on another local search summit, 30 speakers, three days. Holy, that is an endeavor. It's a lot of work to put yeah. on a on a virtual conference like that. And, you know, so it was all consuming for the last couple of months for sure. And and all consuming for uh, Jesse Lowe, our marketing manager for the past six to eight months for sure. And it was very successful. So I thought it was great. Um, we had uh, 3000 registered attendees, um, lots of fantastic feedback. I think we did an even better job this year than we did last year. Incredible speakers, incredible talks. So I thought it was great. Uh, we came out profitable in the end. So, um, you know, that we're happy to break even because it's more of a marketing play than, uh, than a money-making thing um, and a brand exercise. You know, we're really just trying to build our brand with the summit. And so uh, we definitely got that and we, and we didn't lose money on it. So there was some profit in the end. So that was good. Yeah. Overall, a success. I have a post-mortem call scheduled with Jesse this afternoon and Sydney to sort of discuss what went well, what didn't go well, and, and what changes we'd make for next year. But yeah, that's what I, that's what's going on with me. That's it. <laughs> yeah, no, and I totally get, and you know, you and I uh, were texting a little bit last week during it, and you, it, you know, even inside of those three days, you had highs and lows, right? <laughs> like, oh man, it's a roller coaster of emotion. It's, yeah. it's just like, yeah, I felt kind of low on the second day. I was like, oh, why are we doing this? Uh, my life is a failure. <laughs> and then like day three at the end of it, I just felt like just so elated with how well it went. It, uh, I mean, that's just, that's just the life of a founder. Yep. No, t- same, same roller coaster um, a- as being a founder, right? Like I, I probably should have just taken a screenshot where one of your texts was like the low, like, Oh, I'm second guessing everything. And then a couple of texts later was the next day. And you're like, everything is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's how I felt about the summit. So and yeah. now, now I've kind of settled somewhere in the middle, just trying to evaluate it uh, logically and, and think about like, all right, is this, is this a valuable thing for us to do? And we want to invest so much effort into it next year. Yeah. Well, one thing that I definitely noticed from like the, uh, the sales side of me is, you put in a lot more like calls to action for your products and services and things like that in the breaks and slides and and different things like that. Um, Is 
do you have zero visibility, right? We're only a, you know, a couple of, of work days outside of the event ending. Yeah. Do you have any visibility to if that's made an impact or will it be something that you, you'll let run a little bit and then evaluate? Yeah, we've had a couple really big days since the summit. And so I do think like I could tell just straight up finances being like, well, that was a, that was a good day. And then like yeah. a couple of days later, whoa, that was another good day. And so nice. seeing that and, and noticing how close that was to the close of the summit feels definitely like there is a business, a direct business boost, um, more signups, that kind of stuff. And so I'm going to give it a bit more time because a lot of people don't take immediate action, right? They're like, oh, I saw this summit. I learned about this thing at White Spark Summit. And, you know, a week or two or three or four later, they finally get around to signing up for the thing or trying out our, our software. And so yep. I'm going to give it a month. And then I want to do a comparison of our accounts, like new accounts and new signups from that period, from the last period and cross-reference it with attendees at the summit. And then we'll see. Awesome. Well, I can I can only think, you know, or or feel that it it will be stronger than other things you've done just because I've, you know, I have either been a part or have watched other other things that, you know, you've done all the way from either your weekly videos to things like that. And like this by far and away was your most sophisticated or like visual call to actions with what White Spark offers and does. So I, yeah. I I think that's a really good step forward as you and I have, you know, uh discussed in some of our conversations. Like, man, you you crush at education. You crush at putting stuff out there. You have a lot of opportunity in like the the trade. Like I'll give you all these great things. Please just listen to how our tools and services can support you in some of these things that that you're doing, yeah. right? And just being a little more firm in in asking them to do a free trial or to look into your to to a service further. And I I felt like you really like I was looking at that and like part of me was like, oh, this is good. This is good. Do <laughs> those things, Darren. So good job. Yeah, calls to action. You got to call them to action. If you want them to take action, you, yes. you give them a call. <laughs> yes, it's great. You know, it's great to be top of mind because of all the goodwill and how you've positioned yourself as an expert. Like, yeah, that those things are totally great. And so in six months, if they have a customer that needs yeah. something specific that folds in it, yes, you will likely be top of mind because of how you've established yourself. But right. there, there's a lot of people that you can get to take a next step while they're also feeling that euphoria and feeling like, oh, I'm learning new things. It's time to do new things. It's time to yeah. change a tool I'm using or to start using something like this. And now I, you know, I, I have trust and I have excitement and I want to do it right now. So like just make that road really easy or that bridge really easy for them to cross. So totally. Well, you're a master at, uh, at all of that. So I always appreciate your advice. And um, yeah, I agree that it's a, it's a key thing that I'm really trying to get better at. And I appreciate you pushing me on some of that. Yeah. Well, like I said, in the, if you look at uh, the world of like, um, you know, you, you can only get what you give, you give. So I totally think you asking for a little get, like that's no problem at all. Sure. So, yeah. and, and speaking of that, right, you had to compile and put out the local search fank, ranking factors report as well, which is a massive undertaking. That, yeah. So that was a big part of what consumed me uh, uh, leading up to the conference. Cause not only did I have to deal with some organization. Jesse, of course, uh, took care of most of it. 
but um, it was really just compiling the data and analyzing the data and putting my own presentation together. That was a ton of work for sure. And so now that that's off my back, I just feel feel very light right now, but I do have to get around to writing up my uh, findings into a blog post and get it published. Yeah. When do you exhale harder? Like when you like log off the summit on the last day or when you like wake up the next day and you just don't have all of that hanging on you? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, I felt pretty relaxed, like relaxed after the moment that the, the summit ended. You know, yeah. I was just like, yeah, cool. I don't have it. I don't have to do anything. And then the next day, actually, I had a bunch of like wrap up stuff I had to deal with. So, yeah. 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 So you, you, you clicked close and then you're just like, Joe, get me a beer. <laughs> well, I wouldn't get my own beer. I, I would right. never, I would never do that. That would, that would not go over very well. Uh, so but yeah, I, I'm very capable of, of fetching my own beer. <laughs> I just meant in like a celebratory way, right? Like, yes, I definitely did go down to the beer fridge. Yes. Yeah. And, and just, you know, possibly being passed out in your chair, right? Like, nonstop three days all of the emotions everything else like you you might have just been tapped out so i was very tapped out absolutely (laughs) (laughs) how about you what's up with you these days yeah um you know since we talked just the week before we were launching so lead for noah's launched um and it's it's gone Okay, there hasn't been any part of it where I'm like, oh my gosh, right? Um, right. You know, we talked before, I wanted to hit like uh, 50 uh, trials and you said 10 and yeah, we were closer to 10 than 50. So you 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 were spot on there. I was- Wait, didn't I say the opposite? I You said 10 and I was like, no way, you're gonna get like no, 700. No, no, no. You were, you were more the voice of, uh, the voice of reason with it, but- it was um it 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 definitely went well um and i look at it, right it's um it, it's not like the world was waiting for this and the fact that news broke that lead Fernos launch didn't send yeah. people uh, running into the streets and yeah crack. i did see it on cnn actually there was a huge <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be bad that I, I can't imagine a scenario where like i get that kind of press of something great it would be like yeah. you know lead Ferno took down the internet everyone's mad <laughs> like i don't right. i don't know what else weren't so. you responsible for that facebook outage that was that was you guys right uh-huh. just so much traffic you just ruined the servers i was uh, you know, that, that was interesting, right? Between the, when the whistleblower interview happened and then the next day they have that out, it's hard to believe like, oh, yeah, maybe someone inside was also like, yeah, I'm not going to go that far, but I'll sabotage something on the inside to make it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it did, very, did get me wondering. yeah, very interesting situation. So, so yeah, things, uh, things have been progressing well as, you know, we get more into our uh, topic. I can talk about, you know, some of my early learnings and then just the actions you have to take off of those learnings and, and yeah. conversations and, and things like that. Um, but, you know, mostly working really hard on just any amount of publicity, trying to do as many, you know, podcast interviews, webinars, sure. you know, presentations like mine at the local search summit. Um, so just trying to get as many, you know, mentions, shares, links um yep. all of those things because like it it takes a lot to get that ball rolling like i'm i'm just starting to see some of it now where we're getting this past week where i'm getting some like inbound leads um, sure. that it's like okay great 
right? And without, it isn't, it isn't any one of those things. It's just knowing like, okay, I now have like 10 of those things out in the universe. And a month ago I had only two or three. Yep. Um, so continuing to continue to work on those. And then lastly, I spent all last week in uh, San Francisco and was at the um, Saster Annual, um, which is, you know, probably the largest SAS conference. Um, you know, normally it's like a 10,000 plus person event. Um, they limited it to 5,000. It was all outdoors. It was at a fairgrounds in San Mateo, just, uh, south of San Francisco. Yep. Um, and yeah, it was, it was really, really well done. You, you had to be vaxxed to attend. Mm-hmm. You had to have a negative test within 72 hours and they, they provided tests there. So like the day before the event, we oh. went there to pick up our badges and got a COVID test there. Um, and that, that all worked out well. And yeah, I mean, you were just, you were always outdoors. Um, and yeah, it just felt, it felt really easy. It was great. It was great to be around people and energy. Um, it was nice to like have in-person learning and then also be able to like network and talk with people, right? Like it was just yeah. so great to like talk shop with vendors that were there or you know, talk shop with other people running other SaaS businesses in, in between. So um, it was it was definitely like a, an up, uplifting uplifting week for sure. It was one of those like, oh man, I've missed a oh. bunch of these things. And I don't, I don't have another one on my calendar again, but it felt sure. really good for three, four days to do all that. That's amazing. Like I, I can't imagine like the state of our particular province in Canada is really bad. Like our COVID situation is the worst it's ever been. And so like, uh, I dream, I dream of one day <laughs> getting back to this, like being able to go to an in-person conference would be, I just, I miss everybody, miss seeing people. I don't see yep. anybody except my immediate family. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. It's definitely, uh, tricky. Um, uh, but like I said, this, this one I looked at, you know, all right, from all yeah. the measures that are there and, and everything else, I'm like, for the state that things are right now, I couldn't ask them to go through too many other precautions and yeah. Sounds like they did a great job. Yeah, with like you know all the all the uh, being careful with things and trying to to be as safe as possible at it. Did people wear masks outside or not really? Uh, I would say maybe five percent. Sure. I mean, it was really very little. I mean, people, you know, they they could if they they could if they if you wanted to. Like when yeah. we went to check in, we wore masks the first day until we tested and were tested negative. Um, so, but yeah, once. We were then at the event, right? And there is, I mean, it does feel where you're like, okay, all of these people, you know, yes, we all have different interactions and who we've been around and how we conduct our personal choices on our own time. But when you, you know, it definitely felt a little bit of like, all right, everybody here is vaccinated. Everybody here has been tested within a few days of being here. So yeah. I don't know, it, 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 it felt as secure as it could, I guess. Any mind blowing takeaways? We're like, oh my god, that's the greatest idea! I'm definitely going to do that at Lead Fernal. You went to, you just went to like yeah. a three day SaaS conference. I know. Um, I mean, the short answer to that is no, and I think there's some interesting things. And in like, and this is kind of the segue. This came up like I. This is what I wanted to talk about in the you know, the the phrase of of marathon, not a not a sprint. Um, 
You know, one I look at in, in prior years, this is the fourth or fifth Saster that I've been to. Yeah. Um, and I usually have had one of those, like just something more probably tactical to help bring back to the business or, yep. or put into it. I think, you know, two things, my, my current state, one, like I've spent a good amount of time and have, you know, done a lot of things in SaaS where, and, and heard a lot of, read a lot of, so you have all of those aspects. Yep. Um, so you're coming at it from a different position. And in Leadferno being so new, there's also what we have in front of us for next steps and biggest needs um, are really known and really the only things we should be focusing on. Sure. So there's a little bit of like, there, there are plenty of things that I looked at, especially when you're like looking at software solutions and things like that. And I found myself just saying, like, I can't wait until I need a solution for that, right? Like, I yeah. don't have yeah, totally. the volume or the complexity or any of those things to, like, even worry about that or need that. Like, the I have my own fish to fry right now. So, yeah, it was, it was kind of a combo of those two things. But really, the, the big thing for me, and that's, again, what, what led to the, the title of this, is I walked away just really realizing that you know, no matter if you're where I'm at, like me, where it's like, hey, you know, we have a thousand dollars in MRR right now and we got a long way to go to like get us where we need to be. And then you're talking to someone else at the conference that's at 250K ARR and they want to be, you know, they want to get to half a million by the end of the year yep. um, or someone who's at half a million and they can't wait till they're a million or someone at a million and they want to be five or 10. You know, everyone is at a stage in their company. And that stage has its challenges and things to figure out. And some of them might be specific to the company and the founders and what they're good at and what they lack experience in or have as a challenge. And others are just systematic of the stage that you're at. And so I, it sounds, maybe it sounds weird, but I like the biggest thing I got was some calm out of it because at the stage I'm at right now, it's like, you feel like every day matters so much to get something done and accomplished and to talk to a handful of prospects and, and do whatever else. Mm -hmm. And the conference just really made me zoom out and realize like everything I do in these days is important. It is all contributing. But this really is a, like a, it's a long-term game of survival, right? For it's sure. running, it's running the yep. long race, even though every day is like a sprint, you're peeling a, you know, a hundred yards off the marathon that, that you're trying to, to trying to run with it. Um, so that, that was probably my biggest takeaway. And that's what led me. That's when I like, I texted you and like, Hey, we need to record. This is what I'd like mm -hmm. to talk about. Um, yep. and it was really helping me with that frame of mind. Right. And so that's where I just thought us talking about like, you know, what is, what is your, you know, what is what, you know, quote unquote, what's keeping you up at night right now that feels like, a super short-term thing, but solving, doing that short-term thing is what allows you to stay in the game, to run the marathon, to be long-term. Yeah. We, you know, if I was to answer that question for myself, it's really like uh, every day we're sprinting on our existing applications, which is frustrating because it slows progress on the bigger vision of like building a new product. Right. So, you know, our, if I think about our long-term, our you know, two years, five years, then I, I know exactly what we're going to have at that point. 
Um, but it, it just feels painful to get there. It's just like, you know, I, I, I have to find some calm because it feels like it's just taking forever. And so something that I thought was going to be launched by the end of September is now looking more like the end of October. And then it just, just everything gets longer and longer. And, you know, I understand the reasons for it when I talk to the dev team and they were like, Oh, Hey, how come we're so behind? It's like, well, because we just spent like three weeks fixing that problem on our other product. Right. So <laughs> what do you do? It's really tough to, to get there. And I think, you know, just got to recognize that's the, it's the, way it's going to be. It's always going to take longer than you think. Yeah, unfortunately. And yeah. some of the some of the decisions to m- not make it take longer end up being just really hard decisions, right? Yep. Where you know, we've had these conversations before where you have to say, you know, no to something else because it's getting in the way of being able to accomplish those other things, right? And, yeah. and weighing out what's the priority, what's the impact. And, and sometimes it's really like well, who's who's this decision for, right? Is this so I sleep easier at night or, you know, will this actually cost us something, right? Like, do, do we gain something in doing this? Does it cost us something in not doing it? Like there's just so many mm-hmm. strands to it. And as founders and leaders, like we can just be so emotional about those decisions, right? Where maybe they're not an emotional decision sometimes, but because we're so invested, like, we can't separate ourselves from those at the same time. Yeah, totally. And what's keeping you up at night? What are the things uh, that, you know, you're like struggling with? Yeah, I have two, two just big items right now. One, one was a known. It was like, I knew this was going to be what people were saying. I need this. You're missing this, whatever else. And, and that was uh, our mobile apps, right? So. Yep. We one we made the decision right in being a, a communication um, service and, and around text messaging that we weren't going to build when we built our web app first for you know power users more than anything else yep. um, that we weren't going to um, build it responsive because if if they were able to use a responsive version of it in web um, from snappiness of it. Um, access of it, uh, push notifications. There, there's a bunch of different things and we out, when we outlined like our technical scope um, and where users were interact, it was like, yes, it would allow them to use it on mobile. But then if we had users that like didn't download the app and just kept using it on mobile, like that experience was going to fall short. It was going to sure. degrade over time because we weren't, once we have native apps, we weren't going to put anything into that. So we always clearly knew we were going to build a web app first because that was going to be more difficult based on our approach and our build. And it would allow us the easier way to do some of like the settings and account-based things and whatever else. So that then when we did a fast follow and we built the, the mobile apps, they would be streamlined, only focus on the communication back and forth with the customer and contacts and things like that. Um, and be lightweight and, uh, you know, be around centered on on productivity with it, and we even made the choices right in the you know using Flutter uh, for our development. So it's like right now we're we're a couple weeks into work on the mobile apps, and that work is just you know going six x faster than 
if we had built in one language and then we say, all right, now we're going to go and build in, in these others. And if anything, we're just kind of removing things only related to mobile or only related to the web. So that one was the known and we knew it and it's on the roadmap and we knew that there would just be, we're going to launch and then there's going to be four to six, eight weeks max where people are like, oh, I love this, but I want it on my phone. And, we, and then we just have to say, all right, we have to wait for this time. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you feel uh, like, you know, particularly happy with the the 10 10 signups that you have right now, considering you don't have some of these things, like, you know, like, Hey, this is our entry level experience and we're already meeting your needs. And so, you know, we're, we're doing pretty good. We don't even have the mobile app. We don't have integrations. We don't have some of these things that you're, that you, you feel like you need. And so does that make you feel pretty good about where you're at already? Um, a a little bit. I would definitely be worried if I had no one, <laughs> then, I, then I'd be like, oh boy, we, we got a problem here. Um, but yeah, I mean, I would probably, I, I would feel better if I was at like two to three times where we're at with paying customers right now. Yeah, That would yeah. just, you know, a little bit more statistical volume. I'm happy like we're, you know, slowly working our way out of counting customers on two hands. <laughs> yeah. Um, that, that that's great that we're moving on to toes now. That's right. Um, so I, yeah, I would love to exceed, you know, fingers and, and toes. I, I feel a little bit better on, on that side. It, it does affect, especially the way I am. Like <clears throat> I am a little bit apprehensive on sales calls and demos just cause I'm like, I, I know this is going to get asked, right? Like it's all, I, I've done enough of these now I've done, you know, somewhere between 50 to 75 demos and it's almost every time. So it, it's easy to understand. And, and yeah, the entire time I've always had an answer that like our mobile will be a fast follow, all of those kind of things. Um, and you know, we discussed and I played out the scenario in my head if we did things the opposite, if we would have done just mobile only, the, the load of what we would have had to build for some of the settings things and things like all the saved replies and stuff like that would have been a lot trickier. So we wouldn't have gotten to market as fast with our initial product, then developing the web would be a little bit. So it's like doing things the other way. So to say like, oh, well, to get rid of your mobile objection, you should have just built mobile first. Mm -hmm. That would have caused some other problems and issues and elongated the process a little bit. So I, I feel good with the way that we uh, approached it and what we, what we bit off uh, first with what's there. And it's just it's just living through the frustration of the next handful of weeks where it's like, I'm gonna get the question. I don't have an immediate yes. Mm -hmm. It's a, it's coming. Here's what it here's what it here's what we're predicting right now as far as a date. I often think of like building a SaaS company and a SaaS product, sort of like building like a high rise tower in a in a in the middle of the city, and it's like you you build the first floor and you're like move on in hey, yeah we already we're already leasing the first floor i know we're still building yeah like yeah. the next hundred floors on top of it but hey we're ready for you to move in and uh, don't, don't mind the construction yep it's only gonna get better exactly um, yeah you, yeah you will not be believe we're putting a pool in on the third floor we're putting in a fitness center on the fifth floor it's gonna be great yep no, you're, I mean, you're totally aggro that and that, I mean, that fits in with the, you know, marathon, not a sprint analogy totally. as well. Right. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, you're not just building 
a single story building and you're done and whatever else. It's like, no, you're, you're trying to get this thing to exponentially add floors um, continually to, to what's there. And, and, and even in that side, I think I can comment on some of that, like, messaging and the evolution of, of those things uh too but you know the the second item that's of main focus is just integrations and this is the one where i knew this would come up i didn't know it would come up so strongly and repeatedly right and i i think that being a blind spot is kind of a, a couple things one is just maturity in time um where you know, the last time I had this immature of a product was five years ago. Um, and the, the market, the world of software is a lot different. And the expectation has become that your software can talk to others. And then I hadn't built something that was so ingrained in the sales and communication process um, as, you know, what GatherUp was in sending surveys afterwards and things like that. Like the integration needs there were like very light and some very straight straightforward things so we get asked you know instead of i thought oh i bet about 25 30 percent of the time we're going to get asked about integrations we know what we need to do they're more on our medium yep plan uh time frame instead of like short term um but yeah it became super clear to me in the first two weeks after launch like this needs to be on our short-term plan. We we have to get something sure. accomplished here because this is also being brought up 80, 90% of the time. Are you able to identify based off of your initial calls, like what is the number one? Like we have to integrate with this as soon as possible because it's so common. It's like you're getting a lot of people saying this is the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, what is the thing? Yeah, it's all CRMs, right? It's all yeah. updating the conversation into the contacts or um, having the you know, the contact created because the conversation is created. So that, that by far and away. So the, the, the action that we've taken from that is we immediately started to look um, and talk to uh, a couple of freelancers and then a, a vendor that that's all they do is build apps, Zapier apps okay, um, yep. and, and integration. So we talked to a couple of those and we selected a vendor uh, and then we just uh, started work this week on on our Zapier app. That's interesting. Um, so you're outsourcing. Yeah. You're like, we got to get this to market quick. Yes, this is an, this is necessary. And so you don't have the dev resources. So you're like, we're going to hire this outside team to start building our integrations right now. Yeah. So in one, having built a Zapier app before, I know that it's right. It's it's its own kind of like nomenclature for how they want things done. Yeah. And. Any developer can like read up on it, study it, do whatever else. But I'd be asking, you know, I looked at it, I'd be taking, you know, one of our small team and saying, okay, none of you have ever done this before, but within a few days, you'll get it. You'll have some blind spots and some pitfalls and whatever else. But I'm also pulling you off of something you know how to do really well um, and asking you to learn that new thing. And this is kind of a, right, like a shorter term, like uh, get it done type thing. So when I weighed those things out, it's like, all right, I can take it to these guys, have delivery of this within 20 working days. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sacrificing someone else from the team, taking them from a strength and putting them into like having to learn something new. So yeah, it was, it was just really pretty easy to say like, okay, I, I would love if we weren't paying on top of to like get this accomplished, but like, yeah, 
this is going to be, it's going to be faster, quicker. We're also getting their expertise because like my last Zapier app, we weren't integrating with CRMs. So I was able to say like, okay, here's similar products. What do you guys think we should be creating for uh, triggers and actions in, in the integrations in the Zapier ecosystem? And, you know, they have experience in doing this. So they're able to like right. outline it and, you know, make it pretty clear on us what we needed to do. And also up, outline a couple of things like our, um, our product is built API driven. The back end is, is Node. So we have all the APIs and everything else, but there's a few things for how a customer might want to set up an integration and handle something that they're like, if, you know, you might want to create variances of this, or you might want to make this uh, more real time and build a webhook off it. So that they were able to outline some of those things that we can kind of pick apart over to, we won't do all of them right away, but they had recommendations where we can say like, okay, we want to try to get these one to two done while you're building. Um, but then these other ones, we know that they'll probably come up based on your experience and they're at least on our radar to start creating them. Yeah. That makes me think about like, it's like another aspect of that marathon is limited development resources. It's like, you can only build so much. And so it's that constant prioritizing and pushing things to next month and pushing things to next quarter. And this would be something they were going to tackle next year. And if I had double my dev team, triple, quadruple, like I, I see some companies, they have like 100 developers. And they have 100 developers. And I'm like, how are you not pumping out incredible stuff every week? It's like you have 100 developers, but your product looks like it's hasn't done anything exciting for months so it's just it blows my mind i don't know how companies like i'm i can't imagine like what does that have how does that happen when you get to that scale of a huge company yeah. and you're still not like innovating it's really yeah. bizarre yeah well you end up with technical debt yep you you end up with a lot of dependencies you've likely built so much that like right there's no like and we got we got to this point 6 years in at gather up there wasn't anything that was like a a yes no it was all if or maybe or you know also mm-hmm. was it attached to everything cuz it's not like yeah it just can't be this because and how we did this or how we built this other feature and this also interacts with that like it's now competing um or it just has to be or now we have to build something that controls this so these two things can be handled separately you, you you definitely get you get a lot of that every time right like the the same analogy of building the building up you know once you get to the 60th floor there are things like okay well we put a pool in on the 20th floor and because of the weight of that we can't do that how we want to what we how much higher we want to build so we either right, got to r- right. rip the go back and rip the pool out or fortify <laughs> that more like right like the, sure. all those things build up for sure so Yep, I guess that's how it happens. As you just keep building, it gets more complicated. Everything has to talk to each other. And yeah, I'm facing that right now. And it's like, I like your outsourcing idea. I have this one thing. It's like, as a founder, every every week I got some new thing I want to build, but we don't have dev resources to do it. And so I'm like, I just pinged uh, my lead developer this morning being like, hey, I want to build this thing. How about I get it done over an Upwork? And then I, but I, 
I made the mistake last time of building something in Upwork and then it being completely useless. We would love to integrate it with our software eventually. And so yeah. it's that tricky balance of building something in a way with the right technology so that we could still use it and integrate it into our larger software vision for later. And that's where like the, the Zapier app makes sense because it is kind of an on an island, right? Like Totally. It's perfect. Yes. They have to use their API, but you know, it has to kind of follow the the rules and the structure of how you build a, a Zapier app. So in in that case, it isn't something like, oh, well, yeah, we had this person build it, but now it's in, you know, a different language. We can't just fold it into ours at at any time. And we need them forever in the upkeep. Like our team can learn and pick apart how it works and we can do our own upkeep as we go down the road if we need to. Or we can make the decision again that no, we will have, you know, we'll have them update it because it'll be faster and we're focused on yep. other things. Yep. Um, but yeah, so much of it comes down at the end of the day is like when, you, when you're small and you need efficiency, the most efficient thing is people doing what they do best, right? Like I, I even know it for myself. The things that I'm good at, I can get more done than anyone I know at the things I'm good at. The things that I suck at, like, those take 10 times longer, right? It's just like, sure. oh my God, like this is never going to end because I stink at it. I'm teaching it to myself at the same time. I don't enjoy it. So I'm like putting it off or like yes. procrastinating. procrastinating. <laughs> oh, totally. I know that feeling. I, we like big projects where you're like, oh, I hate doing this work. And then it just takes 10 times longer because you just pick away at it here and there. You'll work for a little bit and, and not enjoy it. But yeah, 100% agree. Yep. And I can see that even with one of our developers, like <clears throat> he was stuck on our Stripe and billing and yep. that wasn't his favorite thing. And it was hard at points and, you know, had to refactor some stuff really quickly and, and whatever else. And now that he's working on the mobile app, like I in his work patterns and what he's sharing in like just the time and effort being put into it, I can tell totally like this excites him. Yeah. He's excited to work on it. And the, the the output is so much different than like, oh, of course, you know, another dead end on this and having to figure out to this like, oh, I got a challenge, but hey, I'm going to get it solved. Like, yeah, because I, I want to see this work at its next stage. So sure. Yeah. Just thinking about like that, that floors analogy. It's just, you know, you just slowly putting on one floor at a time, just stepping through it. And it, it takes a long time to build a company and going back to what you said about like companies at those different stages, everyone's looking to grow. Like even when you get to 10, 50 million ARR, you, you just have more stuff to sort out and you've got the, the next mile to complete of your marathon, the next floor to put on your billing. Yep. No, absolutely correct. And even like, you know, the, the last thing that it, it sparked in my mind and then it led me to just doing some of it last night is like going back and aligning like web copy to the types of conversations that I'm having with customers. Right. So it's like mm -hmm. some of the web copy I wrote in February and March when we like launched the marketing site and got that up there. Well, I've had hundreds of conversations with prospects and friends and you know, people in the space, uh, everything else since then. And like my story has evolved. Like I've, it's allowed me to craft it better and realize, you know, what are people interested in? Right. Where do we better align with those things? And so it's like, 
going down that. And it brought me to like, oh, I, I need to go back and look at those things, right? Like I put in a, a sprint before on getting content up and getting out there like uh, what we are, but like I've run further now. So I need to like reanalyze it and go back on it and know like, yeah, this, this, there's a better version of it. Um, and one that's more succinct to what I'm seeing resonate with customers and the types of things they're asking about my content should be answering. So yeah, from, from that standpoint, like it just really made me realize like, Oh, don't, don't just leave that stale content out there because you've evolved a bunch since you wrote that you need to go back and like bring that back up and, you know, do, do something new with it one way or the other. Yeah, it's constant evolution, constant revision, uh, tweaking, changing, progressing, growing. It's like, I, I don't know if you want to call it a marathon that never ends, or is it just one marathon after another? You, and, you know, you an ultra marathon. <laughs> yeah, Iron Man, you know, you've, you yeah. just keep doing all these 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 different marathons. And so I don't know if it's like each product launch, each phase of your product launch, is that a marathon and then you start another one? Probably. I don't know what the best analogy is. <laughs> Something like that. But I, I think it, it points out, Darren, the reason like th- then I also think like the the emotional and the personal aspects sides of it as founders. Right. And I think, you know, y- you and I doing this podcast, it's like it, it has multiple benefits. Right. It's like it's important for us to be able to talk about things out loud. It makes us reflect on things. Yep. It allows us to hear what the other person's going through. So like you don't feel like you're alone with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I just think th- those things are really important in, inside of it too, is like, as you're going through this, because it is so grueling because it is long-term because sometimes at certain points, you're just trying to survive. You're not even trying to like, you're not even trying to run your best time in mile 13. You're just trying to freaking get through it. Yeah. Um, so you, you can get to the next part of it is like, you have to think about those kind of things for yourselves too, right? Do you have the right outlet outlets? taking care of yourself, especially the mental side. Um, I don't know, as we open with this, like the physical side, I need, I need to get better at lately. Like I spend way too much time just on my computer. Yep. I need to do a little bit more on, on the health side of things. But all of those things are so important so that you can make the long term, right? You just can't crush yourself in, in some of these cycles of this is do or die. This has to happen now. I need to get this done. Like the, those can take their toll on. Yeah, that constant like as a founder, this is that that never ending to-do list, that weight of all of the things that need to get done that you want to get done in order to progress and grow the company is just it's it's pretty heavy. It's there's a it's a lot to carry. Yep. So, make sure you have an outlet. Make sure you're talking yeah. about it. <laughs> or just even well, I, li- listen listen to others to know you're not alone in it, right? Yeah, and I hope that some of our listeners are, are, are feeling the benefits of that too. You're not alone. We're no. all in this together. <laughs> no. Darren and I, 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 I struggle every day with certain aspects and just got to keep pushing ahead so you can make it tomorrow to figure out the things tomorrow. Yep. Every, every day is a struggle. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, let's call it a wrap. Great to catch up with you. Happy that you're... Your load is hopefully uh, lightened and hopefully you guys, you know, can finish the year strong and heads down on, yep. you know, getting platform to its next steps. I know that's just such a big evolution for you guys. I, I really hope that can be your singular focus uh, as you close out uh, the end of the year. 
Thank you. It is coming together. And, uh, you know, good luck with your mobile app and your integrations and the next phase of Lead Ferno. I'm, I'm excited to watch you grow throughout the rest yeah. of this year, too. No, I would love for like our, our, our next episode or I mean, maybe we should get ahead of ourselves. One of our episodes at the end of the year will be like, we did it. <laughs> and we've, we've like accomplished these, you know, bigger things. And then we'll still have a bunch of other problems. But, you know, sometimes I'd rather have a bunch of small problems than a couple of the big ones because it, it's a lot to push that boulder uphill. Yeah. One marathon after another. So once we <laughs> once we get once we uh, sort of finish the, the marathon that we're currently on, then uh, we can announce that we did it and discuss what our next one is. There you go. You nailed it. All right. Thank you, Aaron. Great to talk to you as always. Great to catch up, Darren. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We always appreciate comments or questions via uh, Twitter or or email. Uh, and hopefully uh, we'll see you again soon. Ho- hopefully we hit record in a tighter uh, cycle than, than six weeks this time again. Yeah, I would really appreciate any reviews on uh, the iTunes store. Th- those are really helpful. There you go. Then others can find us. We appreciate new listeners. So, all right. All right. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you soon, Darren. Talk to you soon. Bye.